Agent C thinks he's Dolly Parton walking around in his robe all day. Coming up on the Frogcast. No, I don't own a robe, right? Well, that makes it kind of awkward now, then, doesn't it? Or a really hot man <laughs> who you are. <laughs> all right, well, before we lose too many listeners, I mostly walk around in sweatpants all day. Mm-hmm. Are they gray? Yes. That's as far as I go with questioning. <laughs> Why do we smart. care? It's smart. <laughs> Very surprised Katrina doesn't know that reference. Anyway, what? Oh, was I supposed to know that one? No, you can Google it later. Oh God, <laughs> not not suitable for the show. Nope, to, not for are children. We, are we gonna have to post a link in the in the show notes for this? Uh, not no, for that, please, no. not for that. Sounds like an episode of Patreon or something. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to the broadcast. Oh, I don't know how you guys felt about the shows this week, but I was kind of out- underwhelmed with. At least the other way, like the other way underwhelmed me. I don't know how you guys felt. It was okay. The, you know, some of the usual suspects irritated me, but um, what else is new? Yeah, I feel like I feel like some of that is why it was underwhelming. It was just I feel like some of these stories and I usually don't feel this way with the other way because they're only an hour episodes. So I usually don't feel like I'm over some of their stories, but I feel like I'm over some of their storylines right now. And then on unhappily, some of that is so fake that I was just like, okay. so I don't know. We'll we'll get we'll we'll get into it. Here, the thing about the other way is that, like Devin and Jihoon's story, is essentially the la- the the story from last season. There's nothing new, so it's boring. Mm-hmm. It's and like we're not giving Jihoon a chance to to shine and be really funny like he like he normally is. Um, I will say, like we had two awesome mom moments on the other way. We had Ari's mom, who I'm a big fan of, and then we had Jihoon's mom just put everybody in their place, mo- mostly his. <laughs> his dad but she she's like <laughs> leave, she, go, she's leave. got some fire <laughs> she's like got it. some fire into her and I, I i thought i thought that was fun nice well we're gonna get into a lot of that right now if you think that we have fire under us and you like what you hear go leave us a five-star review on itunes that would be fantastic and make sure it's a five-star review if you only have four stars just keep saving up you know keep keep work keep <laughs> working up the, until we earn the up. wait oh, save God. up until you get that fifth star and then leave it and we just lost all of our stars. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have a really great show for you tonight, and uh, hopefully it won't underwhelm you. And But before we get to all of the good stuff, uh, we have to kind of address the elephant in the room. I'm going to turn it over to Hanakawa for that. Ooh, I just want to take time and, and let everyone know that we're aware of and have been following the events that have unfolded between Paul and Karini over the weekend. Uh, Paul made a number of claims in a series of Instagram posts and lives, and Karini has posted her side as well, including that she is safe and working with lawyers. 
if you want a full download of the events that happened between them, we will link articles in the show notes. Um, we do not have any information to add to what's already out there, and we will not be discussing this issue further on our show. Uh, we obviously are saddened by what has come out, and we condemn abuse of any kind. Um, you know, what we've seen, the authorities and social services appear to be now involved, and we should let them uh, let those processes play out without adding to what's already a very messy situation. Thank you, Hanakawa. And now we take you inside the episode. Let's start off with Libby's dad. So there have been some allegations um, and accusations that have come out regarding Libby's dad's Chuck's company, uh, CDC Capital Investments, which is like property management. We know Libby does some work with it. It's sort of like this family company. I don't know who has like actual ownership of it, but that's that's the company. Um, they are being accused of rental fraud. So many customers have been complaining um, that the properties that they rented from Chuck were actually in the process of being foreclosed on and that they were not told about it. Like they would, many occupants were told this information at the last minute by like the bank showing up at their house and that they've been evicted and left with nowhere to live. Uh, hostile letters were sent out to leaseholders from the company, from CDC company, threatening to charge them three times the court costs if they did not vacate the property by a certain date, which was usually less than two weeks. So it's kind of a mess. Um, these 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 renters is what are they alleging this right? So. Additional complaints allege that the company's not answering their phone and they haven't been able to leave complaints on like a voicemail. Uh, allegedly, Chuck and Daniel, who's Chuck, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel's Libby's brother, right, are said to ha um, avoid customers at all costs. The website allaboutthetea.com has all of the details of these, like the detailed customer complaints, along with pictures. And I'm going to link that in the show notes for you so that you can see the complaints for themselves. And I will say we do not have a response from um, CDC Investments. All right. So I wanted to talk about something that I noticed on Happily Ever After this week. And it has to do with uh, our favorite couple, favorite in big air quotes, um, uh, Kalani and Asuelu. Kalani's kind of getting on my nerves this season. Um, she's made it clear that, you know, she, so on last episode, she made it really clear that she doesn't want Asuelu to be giving his family any money. Um, and she justifies this by saying that they don't have a lot of it because Asuelu only works part-time in a job that a 16-year-old would have, which we know is a lie, Big fat lie, as we talked about on our la on episode thirty nine last week. Um, but she's shocked. She's utterly shocked and beside herself that her fa that Oswelu's family doesn't think well of her, and she accuses Oswelu of throwing her under the bus. Like like literally at the end of the episode last week, it's like I don't support Oswelu giving his family all this money, and then the family asks. 
will you be giving us money? And then Asuelu says, I don't know if Kalani will let me. Why does he keep throwing me under the bus like but this? But he totally did. He's supposed to be her partner and in marriage, and he's he's supposed to, like, protect her and uh, be, like, that buffer, and he's not. Well, he's also being honest, you know? That's also called being honest. Well, he can be yeah, honest. Yeah, but he needs to be realistic, too. If they don't have $1,000 to give his family. But they do have $1,000 to give his do family. Do they, though? We don't know. In the show, they don't have $1,000. <laughs> Oh, God. Because we don't know what his income really is, right? Like, we weren't actually able to confirm if he's making enough. Either way, though, like, I think that's, I don't know, like, to to expect it. Because the way she was making it seem is he's not providing that $1,000 for their joint account. I don't know. It it makes it seem like she's the one with the, you know, purse strings under control. Well, this is the issue we had with, uh, or Chantel had with Pedro giving his, you know, money and big screen TVs and things like that to his parents, his mom and stuff in the Dominican was, it was at the expense of their own well-being, Right. And, and that's what Kalani seems to be arguing here is, is like, okay, well, if we're provided for and the kids are provided for, and we have some extra, we can put aside. Sure. We can give to them, but they don't, don't get, get that money at... from her. She doesn't. So here's the thing. The thing is that she's not looking at is that giving money to parents is extremely common in many, many countries around the world and even in developed ones. I have a really good friend who I went to college with who's from Hong Kong and studied in the U.S. And he still gives money to his parents sort of as a way of of repaying them for covering his his tuition. Um and so many cult in many cultures, children give money to their parents just to sh- to show them respect and gratitude for raising them. It's 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 a it's an element of filial piety, um, and it also helps support them in retirement. And it can cause why social. You got, shame. Why you got to Why you got to use expensive words? <laughs> I don't know champagne vocabulary. It, it's true though, but there's usually is an an amount. Like, why does it have to be a thousand dollars? Because they asked. I mean, now all. If he doesn't have a thousand dollars, then my thing would be: we're not visiting them until you have the money to pay him. Then, okay, they don't but, have but, to go visit them right now. Yeah, but see, the but that's fine if they if they want to do it that way, but. She closes the door on any kind of she wanted to give them $50. That, that doesn't work. It doesn't work for that type of thing. That's not Shim showing his parents respect. And it can it can be a, a point of shame for a family and cause familial fiction and wider society. Does he shame. not care about the fam- familiar familial friction in his own family that, that, that giving eating. that thousand dollars <laughs> would provide would would cause with Kalani and his kids? Well, I think that Asuelu appears to be open to some form of compromise. The issue is that Kalani doesn't want to have any kind of compromise with him. Well, they, they started compromising by going to get gifts instead. And then count. he goes, bullshit, I want to give man. gifts and money. Right. So he could have just given more money if he didn't buy gifts. It was almost two hundred dollars worth of gifts on top of another hundred dollars she could give. He could have gave her three hundred dollars. Maybe. I just I thought- don't see a price being put on helping your family. You give what you can give. Yeah, but like what 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 annoys me is that she is that she's not showing any respect to his culture. Right. And it's not like it's not like something that he made up because it's so because we've seen it in other cast members and it's come up in other 
you know, it, it, it's just, it's come up Isn't on the show. Isn't it partially her culture too? Isn't her dad from Samoa? It is, from but Samoa? she doesn't, yeah. but yeah, but she doesn't give a shit. We don't, we don't see her, her the dad intervening and saying, yeah, I, I understand what, what's going on here. Maybe, maybe you could balance it out this way. There's no sense of, of, of balancing it out. Instead, she just wants to impose her will no, on Oswego, even though, true, though. Yes, it. How do you know it's not true? I think she's just thinking clear of not handing money over. Or I guess, in my opinion, it would. If you want to give that much, we need to make sure we have that much to give and still do well, not just. But that's give not money. the conversation that they had. I think you're ascribing too much reasonableness to to what we were presented, <laughs> and that's not correct. She's oh, foreclosed God. the possibility of doing it at all, rather than looking for a compromise is fine. It's just like, look, we don't have enough to give them a thousand. We can give them, you know, 50. We can now. give them 50. Well, she said that. But th but this is him off of coming from calling her a bitch. And then I want to give my parents a thousand dollars. Well, you lazy bitch. You know, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be op I wouldn't be open to anything either if we just had that argument. OK, but, you know, you have to ask yourself, why does Asuelu act out? And I think it's part of partly because I don't think he feels like anyone respects him because no well, one you does. Need, you need to earn respect. Well, he has a full time job. Which we which were which were lied to about. Um, <laughs> he actually is doing legit work. And yet he, we don't see we don't see the type of respect that, you know, even five percent respect. It just it doesn't it doesn't make good TV to make him a respectable person who's taking care of the family because that would take away line. their storyline. What, what will we show then a happy family that's going to go visit the parents? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <That> wrong show <laughs> agency. Wrong show. How about, I've got we an idea. need drama. I've got an idea. <laughs> how, about, how about new couples? How about new content rather than digging up, you know, old I cast think people members are who are fucking up done to with. this show and they're like, I'm not going to get on that. Maybe. Yeah, I think, anyway. Well, yeah. That's but the other thing, too, is that like like she's not willing to meet him halfway on stuff that's important to him in, in his cultural milieu. When I think that she demands, you know, compliance with uh, with, you know, what she considers valuable cultural norms. And so it, it doesn't surprise me that Oswelu is acting a bit bratty when he feels like he's trying to do good by his parents in one way and he's getting shut down. But he's being forced to, you know, give without without getting because these relationships are reciprocal, right? Um, you receive by giving, you know, and so I, I just I, I just don't think that she's sufficiently playing ball and is um, it strains credulity that she would be so shocked that he's behaving the the way the way he does. But I really want to ra raise to our to our listeners that the money giving custom is very very common. And right. it can cause a lot of problems if you're not if you don't if you're too dismissive of it, like showing up for 50. But with 50 bucks, when someone expects a thousand is a big fuck you to them. And that's it's not cool. Wouldn't you say, though, that it was a little bit disrespectful of um, Asuelo's sister to sit there and do the, the the hand money gestures like, no, you have to, you know, I mean, come on. I that's mean, being a little look. look. <laughs> They might not be the classiest human beings on earth. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they're yeah. not going to be invited to, to to have tea with the queen. That's all I'm saying. And now we take you to Katrina's court. 
So on the docket this week are several incidents, as usual. One being Eric and the way he was arguing with Larissa. Um, That was a mess. There was all kinds of stuff happening there. But given that that whole storyline is so fake for me, it's hard to choose that. Because it's hard for me to get sort of really wrapped around the axles when I'm just like, I know this is all bullshit. So I'm going to actually go with Jenny again of Jenny and Submit and Submit to some extent. So when Jenny and Submit went to meet with Submit's brother, Jenny seemed convinced that his brother would take their side in trying to persuade Submit's parents to accept their relationship. In her words, it's his brother. He has to support his brother. Well, I mean, that's kind of a bit presumptuous. Yeah. Isn't it the higher duty of a son to support his parents? Why does Jenny feel entitled to the support of Smith's family when she has done nothing but cause distress and stigma for them, right? So Jenny's only looking at this from the prism of what she wants, you know, what what Jenny wants, and not thinking at all about what the family wants and not showing a single ounce of respect for Indian culture and the taboos that she's violating by being demanding like this. So... I sentence you to shoveling animal shit out of the streets for six years or until Submit's divorce is final, whichever comes first. Which will be never. And now it's time for your social media roundup. Uh, Earlier this week, Annie finally had her baby. I say finally because she has been waiting for it longer than we all have. Um, It was a healthy baby girl. They named her Brenda. Uh, Next on the list I have is Nicole. So Nicole of Nicole and Azan posted in a stranded Morocco Facebook group that she needed assistance with her flight. Um, If she's actually out there, which I'm like, I'm getting more convinced that she is for whatever reason. She chose to fly out there uh, or she's getting really creative. With keeping I don't know if I give her that much like credit of being smart. That's my thing. To, like if she was making to, this to up, play like, this she's long covering. Con. She's covering a lot of bases if she was pretending. So I don't know, and I feel yeah. like a lot of people back home would have like called her out on it. Like found a picture. She'd have. To, I mean, it's quarantine time, but she'd have to do something or go somewhere, right? No, like somebody would have seen her, right? But I am still surprised, though, and I'm with you that like the more and more. This is going along, and the more little tidbits were seen, that um, like when she clapped back against Laura or somebody for her parenting because she left May, you know, and all this. The more of these little tidbits that are out there, the more I believe that she's actually there. But I am still really surprised we're not seeing more of her going live with Azan to be all, haha, look, haha. Screw you. Which makes me wonder if the situation isn't as positive as maybe she thought it was. Mm-hmm. Right? Because she could have went out there for whatever reason and is literally sitting inside of a Airbnb or hotel or whatever right. until she can fly home alone. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for her to go live. I mean, did she you see her season? It was, a, it was a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's done, like, little appearances every now and then. Um, but... It's nothing, I don't know, I guess, I feel like she's going more out of the way to pretend that she's there than to just prove that she's there if she's there. Can we put out a bounty on Nicole? (laughs) Nicole picks. We want a bounty. Oh my God. (laughs) 
give you a shout out on the it's show. It's just getting to the point where, like, and you, you know, she goes, "Well, it doesn't matter. It's no, no nobody's business what I'm doing." I get that, but she hyped she hyped up getting out there so much, right? I'm going on vacation. Here's money. Here's me at the airport. I'm quitting my job to go to Morocco, and then as soon as she gets on the plane, silence. Silence. Done. Like she literally goes quiet, and I'm, it just I don't know. Um, maybe moving on to, the, to our... Maybe she flew to the wrong country. She's too embarrassed Wouldn't to Wouldn't that us. be some shit if she got there and Azan, like, moved? <laughs> <laughs> and she knocks on the door and it's another family, like, who the fuck are you? She's like, oh. Well, okay, so some of the pictures that she posted, we analyzed this, right? So some of the pictures that she posted appear to be Azan's family's house. Um, there was some similar, same furniture. There's the PlayStation that, or the Xbox that she was shown packing. That's presumably the same one that she brought over. So there's some small bits of evidence that she was actually in their house. But, but all it shows is that she was in their house at a point of time, which could it, be pictures that she took while filming that she's just now putting out. Correct. Like there's no proof of anything. The only thing that was actually, um, what's the word, substantial, was that she was wearing a shirt that a uh, follower identified was from Torrid, that it just came out this season. So she couldn't have wore the shirt when she filmed because the shirt wasn't made. Uh-huh. I mean, people okay. went that far yeah. in the photos. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and we were looking, I was analyzing the pl- the PlayStation because she brought a PlayStation. She was seen packing a PlayStation to bring over. And she goes, like, mm-hmm. before in the run-up to this trip, she posted a lot of pictures. So she posted this, you know, picture with, and you could see the, the PlayStation. And there's a picture that shows some of the the family furniture the family is on furniture that we've seen in other pictures from filming so we know it's the same stuff and um some of the same decorations that were there and we see on this shelf the a playstation now it's possible it's not the same playstation there's no i mean we don't have serial numbers we can't prove that it's the same playstation but presumably it is the same playstation so potentially she had at least some time over there. Like maybe the family felt bad for her and had her over. <laughs> I don't know. You Who know, but, but like I said, if she, she packed the PlayStation on her first trip over there, right? I don't think it was the first trip. I thought it was this most recent trip. I didn't see her packing a PlayStation, but it was on her bed. Gotcha. Yep. But I mean, that's it. <laughs> that's as far <laughs> as we can and run with that. Yeah. I don't know how much value it is to keep running. So moving on to the next topic, uh, Natalie, which was, I want to say ex-girlfriend, but I've also heard she was just a fling. I'm not sure, but she's been all over Instagram. Um, all over. All this over was, Instagram. This is the girl, this is the girl that Larissa called that was that Eric had talked shit to about, like, talked shit about Larissa to this girl, and then Larissa called this girl because she got her phone number from Eric's phone. So that, so that yeah, that's that's all I have as far as social media. <laughs> Can I so. say like, 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 Natalie's neck? This Natalie chick is is next level. She's like, I wouldn't even call her a dumpster fire. I would call her like that river in upstate New York that caught on fire in the '70s because it was full of toxic waste. Wow. Well, I mean, is she being is she being 
bad or what? She's just everywhere. Is you know, what I come I from tell. the river of like X that came out to fucking open their mouth. So <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> if if what she's riding his is, coattails on in. <laughs> oh my god! But you know, I I think like even like just watching them on the show makes me angry. How. Um, it just makes me angry to watch him on the show. So I can just imagine how much anger someone who actually knows him and felt scorned yeah. by him has to oh, yeah, just get out sure. there. And, yeah, so I don't know. She's not she's not kind in the way she talks about Eric either. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean. Yeah, I mean, with with reason. like She um, probably has a reason. <laughs> yeah. She also uh, has an OnlyFans. Sure. I hope we uh, get to see a video about it in the, in the does future. Does she really? Yeah, she does. I don't know. I don't know. She does. <laughs> no. I'm sure she charges like $300 for it. And now she does. Well, now that people know who she is, you have to hit those up. Yeah, you have to hit those up when like they're not known. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know if she had it before. It might be new. No, I think it's when new. I think, she, I think she just launched it. She also has said that um, she will not talk to any bloggers or podcasters unless they pay her a shit ton of money. Smart girl. And it's like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So needless to say, you're not going to hear her on this podcast. (laughs) No. Hey, get paid for your appearances. You know what, though? I will say this. I will say this about her. I did reach out to her and ask her if she wanted, um, if she would be willing to be interviewed, if she wanted a platform to speak. You know, it was right at the beginning when she first came out. And um, she was very, very nice and was like, no, I'm good, but thanks. And I was like, okay, well, you know, if there's anything you want to expose or anything, you know, that's what we do. And she's like, oh, yeah, I totally know who you are. I love you. You're great. You know, and she was super nice. And that was it. She didn't ask for any money. She just kindly turned me down. And I was like, okay. Well, that's because you were there I'm pretty sure she got tired of getting a lot of, you know, I'm pretty sure as soon as she came out, it was like a pack of wolves trying to get I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Hanakawa, for that. And now it's time to ask the visa officer. All right, you guys. We have three questions we're going to look at this week. The first question comes from Instagram user MeganMan220. Now, I'm really hoping this is a play on Mega Man, and if it is user Megan man 220 you need to come slide into my dms because you might be we might be best friends and just not know it yet um and she asks why can't armando and his daughter come to the u.s um that is a really good question beyond the normal kind of coronavirus related restrictions that have gone up there's no reason why the two of them couldn't couldn't come to the u.s uh kenny just has to petition for them uh, to come over. One thing that is uh, of note, though, is that um, for a lot of same-sex couples, the K-1 visa is the only option that they have available to them because they can't uh, legally get married in the country that they live in. Now, in Armando's case, they could go to maybe a Caribbean island that allows it or go to Canada and do it there and then file a spousal visa petition. But I'm not but given the way Armando talks about Mexico, I'm not I'm guessing that he can't do it and do that in Mexico. So the K-1 would be the only real realistic option that they would have unless they're willing to, to go somewhere else. So but anyway, there's no reason why he can't 
petition for them to come over. My guess is that it was just a condition for them to be on the other way. Um, so they got to, they got, they got to keep the dream alive. So, all right. The next question is from Instagram user underscore. Mm. Oh, wait, this is Dave. That would be great. The, the, the thumbnail was, did not look, was much more attractive looking than Dave. Um, and appeared to be a girl. So kudos. Um, <laughs> And she asks, why does it seem so easy for 90 day people to get a green card, but so hard for normal people? Um, that's an interesting quote, question. Quote unquote, normal people. Yeah. I think we just see the success stories. <laughs> well, it's because of editing. It's because the show is edited in such a way that it looks like it's seamless. And what we're not seeing is all the time between seasons when they're going through the back and forth with USCIS and dealing with all the crap that normal people that the normies are dealing with. Uh, in the course of their uh, their daily life. Now, another way of looking at this question is how to like some of these kind of maybe you could call them questionable looking cases get through the system while maybe your maybe your case, which you feel like is straightforward, is having a frustrating time. Well, that's just the way the system works. It's kind of messed up like uh, like that. I mean, there's um, plenty of you know, I've had plenty of experiences where bizarro cases got through the interview process really easily and normal cases were just had all kinds of, of silly hurdles. It's kind of just the way the, the government operates, I'm afraid. Um, but it's a good it's a, it's kind of a good thing to keep in mind is that there's so much to the show that we don't see between the seasons. So don't fool yourself into thinking it's um, necessarily straightforward Well, for some people it, it, it might it might be also depends on what USCIS service region you live in. Some offices are faster than others. And our last question comes from, you know, you're just going to know who you are from the question because I'm not even going to try to pronounce your username because I'm going to butcher it and then I'm going to get canceled by mispronouncing it. So you'll, you'll just know who you are. And this person asks, what evidence would U.S. immigration need to believe Michael and Angela are genuine? And the easy answer to this question is that they just need to see a consistent relationship over time. They need to see enough, usually a, a, a history that shows them being together in a committed relationship that they're taking efforts to make work over a long period of time is probably the best they can do to convince um, an immigration official that they have a, a genuine underlying uh, relationship. And as I've said before, her decision to uh, get the spousal visa was actually the, the correct step in that direction. Um, there's no silver bullet that they can produce that's going to get them there. Um, they just have to tell a story that is convincing to a uh, to a consular officer. And, and the and the reason for that is because, you know, his we're still getting a lot of questions on this in general. So I just want to touch on it a little bit. So he's been um, his visa was denied as he was determined to be um, not eligible. He received no. a letter of ineligibility. That's not correct. His case was refused and his petition was sent back to USCIS for reevaluation because the consular officer believed they had uncovered sufficient information to to um, support a revocation of the underlying petition. They they believe that they had uncovered sufficient information to show that the underlying relationship was not bona fide and that the petition should be revoked. They, he was not found ineligible. Uh, they 
they wanted to they want they're basically sending the case back for USCIS to re-adjudicate based on new evidence. So, so they, they slapped it back with the recommendation to deny it. Basically, it's like it's like a it's like a, a, a bureaucratic clapback. <laughs> but but the underlying reason for that is because they didn't feel that the relationship between Michael and Angela was, Angela was genuine. Correct. So I know we get, we still get a lot of questions about was it because Angela has all these grandkids to support? Is it because her daughter's in jail? Is it because yes, she doesn't yes. have enough money? All of yes. these things. Yes, it's all of it. It's all those all those things could be a factor. And yes, and Hanukkah, I heard you uh, ask a question. We the letter that Michael showed us on camera and read is a Revo letter. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I recognize the length, the the wording, and the the format. I lean on your experience. <laughs> Glad someone does. <laughs> um. The um, okay, so so the it's they didn't for a variety of reasons we don't know what, but they didn't believe that the relationship was was genuine. So yes, for them to believe it's genuine, as you said at the start of this question, the answer to this question was consistent actions over time that show that mm -hmm. they're in a bona fide relationship. So getting right. married is the right step. Trying to do it on a, a spousal visa, that continuing relationship over the years shows hey this is a legit relationship he's not going to cut and run at the first chance he gets but right we're talking about nigeria which has mm -hmm. a travel ban so even if he were to overcome those hurdles at this point in time he would still then have to deal with the travel ban so he would have to get over these hurdles mm -hmm. and then the travel ban is what it comes into effect correct correct and so his visa would be once the relationship was deemed to be bona fide and he cleared that hurdle and they cleared any and they found that he didn't have any other ineligibilities they would then refuse his case based on the existence of the travel ban and then inform him of the process to file for a waiver and there are um exemptions that exist to uh these travel bans based on uh you know cert, you know the category of visa that you're in whether it would constitute an extreme hardship or it would be in the national interest of the United States. These, these terms are very vague and the guidance is a little spotty. Although a few weeks ago, the state department did put out a guidance document on a different travel ban. So, but they can, you know, so there has been some, some agency contemplation of what that might constitute, but it's not especially well known. Um, so he, yeah, they have to go through that, and they would need a really good uh, attorney. Un unfortunately, Lou Tippett's not gonna, not gonna cut the mustard on this one, um, to to get to 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 write a very tight um, application for a exemption to the to the travel ban. Okay, and um, I'm gonna slip in a fourth question here, um, uh -oh. a surprise, a surprise question. Um, now that things are starting to move again in the world, when do we think that? Oh, did you answer this already? I think you answered. You might have answered this. I'm sorry. Well, let, let, let's go back. Ask it again because I have I have an answer for it. Okay. When do we think visas are going to be resuming to be issued? I know there's a lot of our listeners and uh, followers on social media who are stuck in these limbo places with their significant others because the visas are not being processed. When can we expect a reprocessing to begin? It's very, very hard to tell. 
Um, every embassy and consulate is going to evaluate their situation differently because part of what allows them to resume full processing is their ability to bring their staff back and be up at a full complement. It also requires, because, and the other, that, that's one aspect, they have to be fully staffed in order to have routine appointments. The other thing is that the coronavirus situation in country has to be at a sufficiently stable level that they can actually have people coming into the chancery or into the consular section and not have it pose a, you know, a, pu a public health risk, both to both to the, the other applicants and to uh, embassy or consulate staff. So all these the, to answer all these questions, they're going to do a very careful analysis that, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty slow for them to get there. There are a number of things, though, that you can do in order to figure out whether your particular embassy or consulate is moving closer to reopening. And I did a blog post about this a few weeks ago on my website, and we'll put a link into the show notes. Go check that out. And if you want more details, you can always uh, go through the website and uh, request a service. We'll do an analysis on your case. I will do an analysis on your case and help you help you figure out what's going on. Okay, great. So um, if you, just to repeat, if um, if you go to that blog post, it will you'll be able to see things that you can do in your specific mm -hmm. case to find out more about your situation in your particular country as far right. as what's ramping up and what's not and things like that. Yeah, it's some, it's 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 some tips that can help you get a better sense of of what's going on. I like that. That's very helpful and a very helpful free service that you're offering. If somebody has a question and wants to submit it for your um, answering on this podcast, how can they do that? I like to I will usually post on Mondays every other week a submission on Instagram on the Instagram story feature. So just follow me on Instagram at the real agency and uh, keep a watch watchful eye for the next uh, submission opening. Okay. And um, if you don't have uh, Instagram, uh, you can go to your, his, your website and yes, you can we'll go talk to my about website. that. Exactly. And submit and a just, question through there. Great. And what we would like to see also if, and this is new, so if it doesn't work out, you can blame me, but um, Instagram DMs have a feature where you can send a voice note. If you could send your question via voice, and um, that would be fantastic so that we can use it on the show. And we're not just like calling you by name, but like you can actually ask your question on the show. We would love that. Yeah. And if I have if you've already submitted a question or, or submit a question and I select it to be used on the show, I'll probably send you a DM and let you know I'd like, you know, that you've been selected. And if you're if you're willing to give it be a, a, a voice note, that would be fantastic. Great. And what is your website? My website is www.askthevisaofficer.com. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at 90 Day Fiance Today. I am Frauded by TLC. You can find me at Frauded by TLC. You can also find my personal page at Just Frauded if you uh, would like to talk to me in any fashion. And I would like to say a big thank you to our most recent patrons, we haven't decided on a name yet, but we've gotten some submissions. Um, Fraudience is one that I'm a big fan of, of the Fraudience. And I think you had one too, Agency. I'm not sure. Oh, was it? Oh, uh, li listen next week because I forgot. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> so um, for now, oh, we're going to be the frauditors. The frauditors. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fraudians or the frauditors is the the candidates in the running right now. So since last week, we have Janie, Madeline, Kimberly, Kelly, Heather, Debbie, Jerry, Wendy, Bianca, Veronese, Patty, and Dylan. So thank you all. If you join the Patreon um, at the $3 level, you will get four episodes a month of extra content right now. And if you join at the $5 level, you will also get some stickers from me, some um, broadcast stickers I will send you. And if you haven't gotten them and you're supposed to get them, send me a message so I can um, check those. And we do all kinds of content over there on the Patreon. I mean, some of it is reality TV related. Some of it is 90 day related. Some of it is TLC show related. I think we we had a request to discuss the Indian matchmaking show. So I think we're going to get on that. Um, We also have some good interviews coming up. I'm not going to spoil them yet, but we have some scheduled interviews coming up, which are going to be really awesome that you're going to want to tune in for some super fans and some other things, interesting, fun stuff. So if you're interested in that, go ahead to the patreon.com slash the broadcast, and that will be linked in the show notes. And if you guys have enjoyed the show today, please hit up Apple podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. We would really, really appreciate it it and we are the broadcast and we're dumpster diving so you don't have to hey broadcasters you know i used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting they were the first thing to take off when i got home but skims has changed all that you guys know i love my skims fits everybody t-shirt bras i own them and just about every shade now i wear them every single day when i leave the house and they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give but what i was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are even the underwire bras that i wear all day i barely even notice definitely not the first thing i take off when i come home anymore Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Broadcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.